0: So when women put themselves in such a masculine war, because it was a war fought over this issue, so when you put yourself in this in on this battlefield, that becomes dangerous because now you about to become potentially a casualty of war, and I can't let that happen. Hey, it's spiritual politics, man. Yeah, this shit. How they gonna miss the spirit with politics? I pledge allegiance. To the flag that came and got us about that situation called slavery (laughs) Bitch niggas don't want to talk about it They're gonna make up all kind of elaborate stories and shit Get ready for it, here we go Union soldiers made slavery over Harriet Tubman, she was a Union soldier Hey everybody, welcome back to Spiritual Politics Man, it's your partner Noble and True Man Welcome back. I need you to subscribe. Click the like button. All that good stuff, man. Notifications and whatnot. But um, man, as you can see, today's conversation is going to be um it's gonna be heated. (laughs) It's going to be a heated conversation. Very, very, very good, very deep. Um let Let me let me lay a premise real fast. And the premise is We have a problem. The current black man, black woman who deals with race issues, um, we have a problem. And the problem is, let me just get straight to it. There's no way possible, and I said this before, there's no way possible that you can say historically what the problem is and how that problem has morphed into something that's more systematic talking about racism and never ever study this thing called the civil war I'm gonna stand on that it's an impossibility if you never studied the civil war then I think that we have to chill out and perhaps go study some things, because see, this this is what happened. Since the beginning of this country, you've always had two ideologies. That's the problem that somehow, some way, black people don't want to recognize that. We can act like we're kicking all this knowledge, but we don't want to analyze the fact. We don't want to admit the fact that there's two ideologies of white boys on this soil, okay? And it was that of the free stater and that of the slave stater. This is a fact Histori- history actually shows that the Europeans who came over here, we're going to talk about the We're going to talk about the one that's more of the English type. The ones that came to the south were more from northwest England, more closer to Ireland. Scotland known as the Celtic fringe and they were more of the uncivilized type while the ones who came to Massachusetts New England they were more from the southeastern side of England that area okay two totally different distinct people and they were more educated more classy in a sense And this is a fact. This is documented. Okay? And so there's two different people with the white guy, far as ideologies goes and physical customs go, that's been on this land masses at the founding of these colonies that will later become the United States of America. We have to admit that. See, if we don't know that and we don't want to admit that, then you almost have to remove your argument in totality. Okay. Now to progress the conversation some, since we know that there was two people here, two ideologies here, we have to be able to see when we scream white supremacy, right? Then what you're really talking about is Confederate behavior. I need you to really stick with that, because that's what that is. Confederate behavior. Because at the height of this so-called white supremacy, I don't care what nobody tell me, you cannot you cannot show anything, domestically speaking, that was worse than slavery. As far as the physical treatment in the racist system goes, nothing was worse than slavery. I think we can agree. That's really the starting point of our pain and why we're upset about it. Okay. Even though it didn't happen to us. So perhaps that PTSD and I wrote about it is definitely without a shadow of a doubt genetically passed on to us without a shadow of a doubt. I'm with you with PTSD from stress from slavery, although we didn't endure it. I'm I'm with that. But if that was the apex. Slavery. Then we have to understand the history, perhaps, how the rise of the slave power came and how it actually fell, because it fell. And what happens is, as I said before, when we can't admit that a group of a different group of white people, i.e., later known as the North, will literally Get in this thing called the civil war and they will ride and get black people free and at the end of the day that's what happened so we can't admit that white people got us free and so when we don't know this history such as behind me on the wall when we don't know this history our minds start to make up stuff to sound deep and we'll say things like well the north had an agenda and that agenda was they can make more money off you when you come up here and work like that that's what we do i've seen this trust me i've seen this we we start concocting stories versus saying you know what that's a fact i'm not i'm not well versed in that you know what let me be quiet. Let me go look into that, right? See, some of us, not even some of us, we really need to just be sticking to the solution. Stop talking about the problem and 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 what's the solution? Because then you're just running your mouth at that particular point, right? So let's get into today's conversation. All right. Today's conversation comes by the way of six, the goddess, peace to you, Um This conversation is directed at the ideology. We can disagree. I disagree with some of the points I'm going to show in this video. I'm talking about the ideology. Okay? And so let's roll clip number one.
1: I find it very interesting that 24 hours before you made this video, I did a video about how black, white people need to keep black people
0: issues out their mouth. The ne- See, to say that white people don't have no business talking about black people issues and we need to, white people need to keep black people issues out their mouth that is very, for lack of a better word, and I can admit when it's for lack of a better word, that is disingenuous, and I'm going to say it is borderline racist. Now I know what you're saying: black people can't be racist. That is bull crap. If black people had slaves, white slaves, and we did at one point, but nobody wants to talk about it. That's cool. If we had white slaves and we were calling them names and we did all the things they did to us and they called us racist, I think that they have the right to call us racist. For some reason, we think just because we were on the receiving end as being uh, a victim and being a slave from the racist power, if we choose to act in the same manner against them, then we're not racist. And that's bull crap. Okay. Yeah, we just we we, we gotta grow up. It's utter bull crap. All right. So, anyway, I'm setting the stage here because that appears to be really racist. Why do I say that's racist? Okay. Again, there were two states of being. So, you mean to tell me? Do you know in the Civil War, there are over a hundred thousand deaths at battle? I'm not even talking about the people who die from disease. Who died while being a prisoner of war. I'm talking about on the battlefield. There are over 100,000 white family members. Who had lost family members. In the Civil War. On behalf of fighting for the freedom of black people. What about. A gentleman. By the name of Jay Cook. Who was a financier. Who raised over 45 million in Philadelphia alone to help finance the war for the Union to get the slaves free? The government, when Salmon P. Chase, which Chase Bank gets his name after, when Salmon P. Chase was Secretary of the Treasury, the government was broke and we're fighting the war. So the government had to sell bonds. People like Jay Cook took to Philadelphia, New York, Boston, raising money from citizens and, and business people Bodies these government bonds. It's your patriotic duty. The government will give you a return later, but bodies bonds, raising all this money to feed it to the United States government, which becomes the United States Army. For our cause. So white citizens, white civilians and white business owners bought bonds, although they was getting a financial reward and you should because you gave up money. For the cause of ending slavery, they financed that. Well, how do you think these soldiers? These soldiers had boots and wagons and horses and feed. Guns, bullets, blankets. Soup bowls. All all of the the necessities, all of the things that you need. Not to mention, see, this was this what burns me up. Nobody really thinks about this. One of the furthest west campaigns was on Vicksburg, Mississippi, known as the Battle of Vicksburg. William T. Sherman was there, he and the picture pointing, and Grant was there. So they on the Mississippi River. Sherman will end up from Mississippi, they'll go over through Alabama, they'll go through Tennessee, fight a battle in Tennessee. Then Sherman will go down to Georgia, to Atlanta, burn Atlanta down and go down to Savannah, capture Savannah and then go back up to Charleston, South Carolina when it started, burn that down. And then come up through the Carolinas and it's the end of the war. They did all of that on foot. I repeat these white dudes walked on foot okay across several states and fought a war for four years and you're gonna say white people ain't got no say so in this it's absolutely it's that's wrong it, it's just wrong okay you can't say that all right and so what about john brown the infamous is he John Brown get a pass because we consider him gangster, right? John Brown pack his bags up like this. And let me leave. Let me leave. You know, he was in what, Pennsylvania, New York, Pennsylvania, didn't come over to Ohio, didn't come out of Ohio, go to Kansas. Kansas was so bloody. It was a civil war amongst the citizens. It was so bloody, they called that era Bleeding Kansas. This is 1854 to 1859, and that pocket right there starts in 1854, Bleeding Kansas. Kansas wants to come in as a slave state, and John Brown was like, listen, man, I'm tired of everybody running their mouth and talking. He took him and his two sons went down there, and they started killing the white boys who wanted slaves. This is a fact. Again, If you look into Bleeding Kansas, you're going to see it was two parties. They was called the Border Ruffians. They wanted the slaves and the Jayhawkers. They didn't want slaves. And they fight in this war four or five years amongst each other. The government didn't intervene, killing each other. And they called it Bleeding Kansas. So John Brown is like, listen, we about to go east. We about to go to Harper's Ferry. West Virginia was now West Virginia. We about to take this military post. I'm about to arm the slaves with guns. And we about to shoot it out and get the slaves free. John Brown and his two sons was killed. White boys. So you're going to say white boys ain't, they ain't got nothing to say about this. They always been something about this. You know how many chicken George ass niggas it was that was like, nah, John Brown, you tripping, man. I ain't about to go break any in the army and get no guns. I ain't doing that. Oh, no, no, no. I always been some chicken George niggas. We're gonna talk about that because that's the problem. So they can't say nothing about that? Hmm? What about a gentleman by the name of Robert Breckinridge? He was like a representative in the state of Kentucky. He never made it to the U.S. level, but he was he was his thing in Kentucky. This dude had sons, and they fought one fought for the Confederate and the other one fought on our side, on the Union side. He has sons fighting against each other in the war who possibly could have killed each other. Over this slave issue They ain't got no say so in this Hmm Nah man You wrong You wrong What about Colonel James Montgomery I gotta say it from Ohio Who gave Harriet Tubman guns Huh Colonel James Montgomery gave Everybody wants to lose Harriet Tubman Colonel James Montgomery gave Harriet Tubman guns. What you talking about? They ain't got nothing to say about this. I rest my case on that. See. I'll move on. <laughs> I'll move on. So let's play this next clip about systematic racism.
1: We cannot ignore disadvantages that are systematically put against us.
0: Now. If it's systematic, right? I got one question about this. Why would the system allow the black man to vote 1870 15th Amendment 50 whole years before the system allows his white woman to vote? That's the question. Really think about that. There's systematic racism, everybody. Now, again, this is 1870 when we get the right to vote. 1870 is five years the end of the Civil War. The end of the Civil War is 1865, same year. Thirteenth Amendment is signed. No slaves are allowed. It's officially over. Period, we just smashed y'all. That's what we did as Union soldiers. Five years later. Grant becomes president. Well, he actually becomes president, in 70, 68 and 72. So Grant's president. Not only that, we're getting black senators. Hiram Revels is the first black senator. We're getting black U.S. House of Representatives. We get a right to vote, of course. Right. But the white woman in all of America can't vote. No women can. And then when the white woman get the right to vote, guess what? All women got the right to vote at the same time. It wasn't the white woman got a right to vote before the black woman or any other women. No, all women got the right to vote. So you mean to tell me that the system that's so clever didn't think about the fact that, wait a minute, we're always as men. We're always in wars and our little boys came and fought in the wars because they're young men. So now this means if we die in war, the only person that's back at the house is either my sons who ain't old of the ain't of of age to fight in the war, my daughters and my wife. I think I better leave everything over to my wife and empower her politically because we as men may die in this war. I think we need to empower her, but they never did when they did. We did it at the same time, but I mean, black women came in at the same time. All women. But yet the black man can vote 50 whole years. Don't you understand that is 12 election cycles, 12. Where's where, where's the supremacy in that? See, when you talk about supremacy in systems, I guarantee you we're going to find its origin in the Jim Crow South, which was retaliation because they lost the war. OK. So when they start putting in reading literacy tests so you couldn't vote, even though you just got a right to vote, which means what? We had to wait 95 years into 1964, 65 until Lyndon Baines Johnson passed the Voters Rights Act. But again, how are you going to pass the Voters Rights Act in 1964, 65 when we already had black senators in the 1870s? You think white people voted for those black senators down south because Hiram Rebels was in Mississippi? So you think white boys vote, voted that? No, Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. We had a right to vote in 1870 via 15th Amendment. Something happened that I don't feel like getting into right now. Well, I might as well say it. It was a compromise that happened with Rutherford B Hayes in his election, and then that's when the game started being played. But again, the games are being played by who? The Confederates who had just lost the war. Now they're playing through civil clapback through civics. Okay. But again, there's two opposing forces here. I always say it, the Ku Klux Klan was more than one clan. The Klan got totally annihilated by Grant through the Enforcement Acts, also known as the Klan Act. Again, I'll say it. His attorney general, Amos T. Ackerman, started hiring or I'm sorry, not hiring, started selecting black jurors to convict the Ku Klux Klan and they got rid of the first Klan. This is a fact. So when people do all that America, I give you the middle finger. You don't know what you're talking about. You're ignorant. Okay, so now let's move to this next statement here.
1: Black people need to stop getting flattered when white people do things for them, because white people have an inferiority complex for us in general. The minute a white man come in contact with you, the black man is always superior. Just we're talking about genetically.
0: When we hear, you know. Racism. Oh, I'm sorry. When we hear melanin, the, the black man is superior to the white man. That's racist. You see, you see that, that validates the whole beginning point. We said white people don't have a right to speak on black people issues. That's I know that's 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 racist. It really is. But then come back around and say white people are inferior to black people. See, if we had that attitude from the gate that we're superior and we wanted to subdue them again, that would be racism. Right. The subduing is a reflection of a mental thought. So that's a racist thought, because if they think they're superior and wanted to subdue us, then we call that racism. So wouldn't it be the same way around? We got the thought of superiority. See, (laughs) I'm going to do a video. Me and the prime minister minister do we're gonna do a video melanin ain't shit i just gotta say that don't mean ain't special but it ain't shit like how do you use your melanin to solve the problem original black man hmm? the maker the owner the cream of the planet earth like okay you're still talking about systematic racism but you got all this melanin how do you use melanin to destroy your system and create a new system then since we so superior And I'm not saying that again, that it's not special, but see, those are feel good words, man. Those are blinders to pump us up. And I get it because we we need to be pumped up. But at the core, man, melanin does not translate to anything inside of what you would call revolution. How do you use melanin for revolution? Please tell me. Okay. All right. So let's roll this other clip, man.
1: White people feel like by helping us or saving us, it makes them more powerful than us. So they'll disguise things they do but for why us. Why can't they just
0: genuinely want? Why can't there be on an individual level because there's people no that genuinely thing. want the best for you?
1: Because there's, because there's no such thing as equality between us this is why white people have to have a system to keep us at a certain distance because when we talk about our ability like physically mentally we'll surpass them every time so they have to keep this gap it's it's never that they're just genuinely
0: again again when we're hearing no genuine help again like i said john brown a hundred thousand people dead you know what i'm saying oh you know like that's that's disingenuous harriet tubman Abe Lincoln, who sitting there and, he, man, listen, man, that Lincoln thing gets me hot. Sitting there, you at the movie, you at the theater, watching the play with your wife. You know what I'm saying? Just won the war. General Lee just surrendered a couple of days ago on April 9th, which we're coming up on the eve of that. Today is April 6th. April 9th, man, you need to go outside and pump your fist to the sun. Send that cosmic transmission to the sun on that day reasserting your freedom and your blackness in the, uh, in the ether of the cosmos right april 9th is powerful because next year in 2024 is about to be an eclipse on april the 8th told y'all that seven years ago in 2017 when y'all were starting to get hip to this science okay so anyway you know we, we 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 know the people who put in work i said that earlier okay now <clears throat> Play two more clips and we're going to get up out of here. Let's play this clip right here. The reason why we get locked up a lot of times is because we, re- we react emotionally and we're not
1: thinkers. Anton. We react emotionally. Hear me out here. We react emotionally. Well, let me let put thinkers. my disclaimer. I am not involved in this part of the conversation. <laughs> no, I'm no, not, no, not no, saying Think this. about it. Think about That's it. That's him.
0: So in this one, you see how Anton is telling us we don't think. Okay. We don't think. And she says, "No, no, no, disclaimer. Uh, I, this ain't. I ain't got nothing to do with this. I ain't want to talk about that." And that was interesting to me because, it, to me, the way I took it. And again, this is just an opinion right here on this. So the, what I'm saying is not a fact. Everything else I said about history is facts, cannot be disputed. It's facts. You can have an opinion why it was done, but the facts remain what they are. Okay. Now this is an opinion. It was interesting to see that she decided to check out when it came for the logical part of the conversation. But what a coincidence. It is a known neurological fact that women's limbic brain, meaning the portion of the brain, also known as the midbrain, the portion of the brain that deals with the emotional centers. okay, women have a larger emotional brain than we do. I don't know if, you know, the brain is pretty much divided into three type of brains. You got a primitive brain, more of a reptilian brain, then a mammalian brain, which is the Olympic brain. And then who you are right here is the human known as the neocortex, the rational decision maker right here behind your forehead. OK, so the midbrain that deals with emotions, that's women's thing. So hence, in the culture, we'd be like oh, women are more emotional than men, more sensitive. OK. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But when you're talking war in this particular case, Anton was talking about strategy and the, the conversation was based upon some video, I guess, that Anton had where he was somewhere at a bakery, something like that. And it was a white guy doing COVID all in his space being disgruntled. And Anton's like, pretty much I'm, I'm thinking my way through the situation because for me to go high rate and go up and then, yeah, I could possibly go to jail. But now that does me no good. And it's about to mess with my bag and I could potentially mess up, you know, other business I got going on. Not to mention my wife and my daughter will be at home for a couple days if that, you know, by themselves and whatnot, and having to scramble. Mm, we, this is this is war. This is strategy. You see. So when you you see what these men are doing behind me. They're talking strategy. And this is a live painting that was taken on rear Admiral David Porter's boat and you see strategy being talked about. OK, so to have strategy means we have to think. But the logical aspect of thinking is what has always been more attributed to a masculine principle. OK, now. Play this last clip, and I want to, because this is what this thing is really about, and this is what I'm gonna really get into. So roll that last clip.
1: Going back to the example, we talked about when you got attacked, you could not even defend yourself. <laughs> you could not even defend yourself because you knew that even if you would have been within your right to defend yourself as not only as a human but as a man, your black ass would have still got locked well, up. Well, you don't. You see,
0: that's the problem right there. So from her perspective, really look into the psychology, as a black man. But I tell you, my conversation is really for the men, okay? As a black man, you can't even defend yourself. That's what she said. So in her psychology, the black man is not defending, like the black man is not a defender. And she's correct. He's not. He's not. See, we wouldn't be having this problem. I always say, the American slave is not the Haitian slave. The American slave was the most docile and weakest one of all of them. So, therefore, that if we inherited some post traumatic stress, you see, listen, they didn't even want to go with John Brown and get guns and get free. Harriet Tubman is said to have said, that she had more issues out of the slaves than she did with white people. I told you when you research Denmark VC, you gonna see a house coon, chicken George, a slave tell his slave master, I heard that there's going to be a slave rebellion master and they hung Denmark Mark VC and many others. And they didn't even get a chance to do the rebellion because a house slave told because he was scared. So you you speed it up to today, and you say we got issues with the system, but nobody standing bold against the system. No man. Why? Because we're scared. Now. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. The system has already been defeated. Do it mean it ain't no racism? No, of course not. But here's our here are some facts. There are no laws on the book that discriminates and would allow white people to do something but black people can't do that mean wells fargo won't discriminate when they see black on the application absolutely not it don't mean that people got their own little corporate policies and things that they play right when you a property owner i own property so when you a property owner whether you want or not do you want somebody who you probably can tell do you want a hillbilly who throws feces out the window living next to you hmm do you want undesirable people because it's just some people no matter what the color is that's just undesirable do you want undesirable people in your space next to you in your immediate environment hmm no, we don't. We don't. Okay? So, <clears throat> people discriminate all the time. And rightfully so. And Islam is called frukan, which is righteous discrimination. You got a right to discriminate. You just can't do it based off of belief in God. And supposedly, you're not supposed to do it based off of skin tone color whatever right when you go apply for something and they say no you denied because your credit score messed up that that ain't discrimination no is is it because it is and it ain't but it is but the rules say hey man you when well, you got messed up credit you you're not trustworthy you, you actually still that's what it that's what it really is credit is a reflection of if you still or not you took this and agreed to it and you didn't keep your word right and so is it discrimination it's a policy yeah you can't qualify unless you're at this level in your life so discrimination to a degree is always going to be there but not the not the kind that's going to be hey i'm about to subdue you that power structure is dead done see again you have way more. You got so much success in this day and time. It ain't even funny. Right. Over 80 percent of, of, of millionaires are first generation millionaires. So there's crazy opportunity right now. Now, just because you got millionaires doing there ain't no racism again. No. Right. Is the NBA racist just because you got a a, a, a basketball owner, a team owner? that may have said some racist things about black people is the whole NBA that are all white. See, that's the thing. Are all white people racist? Because since white people ain't got nothing to say. Can't have nothing to say about black people. Issues are all white people racist. Can you say that? And if you can't say that in history shows <laughs> and boy, do history shows. The abolitionists, especially the abolitionists from the northeast corner—the Massachusetts, the Pennsylvanias—they took hell of risk. White people ain't got nothing to say. Nah, they. What are you talking about? They—they they got a candle in the window as a secret sign to let you know this is the Underground Railroad slave. You can come knock on my door on your way running up north to get free. Come here, I'll hide you. I'll risk my life for you. They ain't got nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Salmon P. Chase, who later becomes Chief Justice of the Supreme Court when he was an attorney in Cincinnati, Ohio, defending a slave woman, mulatto slave woman by the name of Matilda. Because since she was in Ohio, she was free. But now they found her in Ohio and they wanted to send her back down south, and he's arguing on behalf of her in front of the court. They ain't got nothing to say. Come on, man. That's not cool. That's not cool. It's not cool. We need to get educated. If you're gonna talk about the subject matter, we need to get educated on the most serious aspects of the conflict. We need to understand who is who if we're gonna talk about it. You understand what I'm saying? And most importantly, we need to develop a plan of action. That's the most important thing. I don't like when women get into this thing I don't like it I don't like it I don't like when women get inside of this fight I become irked at my soul six to God has made a post on Instagram and she forget what the post was and she said what are your thoughts and I commented and I said, you're a genius. But to see you in the fight and it throws off the facts. Right. Puts you in the masculine place. And let me let me let me just make it plain. See, listen, man, as a man. I don't think no man men raise your hand if you want your woman to fight against the white man in the system. You want her to go physically fight. That's your that, that's your job. That's your post. Now, can she have my back and like, yeah, baby, I'm riding with you. I ain't saying you can't. I'm not relying on you, too. And then if my brotherhood is tight. Get on out the way. You can be the reserves. But I'm not relying. Hey, babe, come on. Let's go, babe. You ready? Let's go. They out there. Let's go, babe. Let's go get them. Nah, man, that don't mean that you can't be ready and you You you, you can't, you know, you can't be ready. I ain't saying that. But see, a real man, in my opinion, knows. See, I I don't think women really understand this. Y'all don't understand that. Being with you in a relationship and not even being with you, don't even know you. You're my responsibility when you're in my viewpoint that I can't allow another male. Right. To come in, especially one that don't have the same skin color as us, a different nationality, come in and bother you as your man. I have to protect you, which means I'm willing to die for you. And I can never turn that off. So you may hear the arguments of, oh, you mad, but you you, you ain't going to give me no loving tonight because you mad at me. But let an intruder come in here tonight. I still got to get up and I'm mad at you, too. But I still got to be the front line of defense, though. A man knows that he's willing to die for you every day. It's never turned off. So is nigga. Don't disrespect my girl, nigga don't don't dare disrespect my woman right so when women put themselves in such a masculine war because it was a war fought over this issue so when you put yourself in this in on this battlefield that becomes dangerous because now you are to become potentially a casualty of war and i can't let that happen so now I got a factor protecting you versus me playing all my strategy to kill this system and my enemy. You understand what I'm saying? You see, and she made a post six made a post talking about what's the the, the district attorney down in Atlanta that's going after, after Young Thug and talk about how the system uses black women to be their Trojan horse. And to do all their bidding And it was ingenious for them to do that And they would never do that When the man is there They don't go through the men And try to infiltrate the man They go to the woman And when I read that My heart is weeping in the inside And I'm like where the hell is the man at Because when the man is around That shit don't happen Which she said in the post They don't do that to the men but again, it goes back to lack of protection. So psychologically, subconsciously and consciously. Women don't have no provision from men unless they any relationship with a nigga. If you ain't in a relationship with a nigga, then it's come here. I want to bust you down. Right. I want to see what that thing do. Right. I had these little, <laughs> these little white kids was on my ring. And they come to the ring camera playing and i got the one the floodlight ring and it's like hi you're being recorded and then so they come playing on it and they're like oh dude it's probably like even five years old if you're happy and you know it shake your vagina right i'm cracking up at this video right like you're on the right path buddy you know what i mean but anyway i'm saying that to say <laughs> i'm saying that to say you know um that's how men see women right you know and so i don't like to see women in this space i ain't gonna lie about it call it whatever call me old school is it is it am i being a let me know comment on the video and i want some feedback on this comment in the video Am I being what's the word they like to use? Oh, you're a male uh, chauvinist. or you're a narcissist, whatever that is. Right. You know, just because I don't want to see a woman. It burns me up that Harry Tubman wasn't next to Harriet. That's all I'm saying. It burns me up that the black slave was such a pussy that that the God force said, okay, well, I guess I'll put the glory in the power in harriet and then she leads all of these successful underground railroad expeditions of getting people free and coming back down south taking the chance and getting these niggas free and it's grown-ass men no nah, i ain't going and she got to pull a gun out on this you is nigga <laughs> you know what i'm saying and you going and nan nigga the record don't reflect nan nigga was like yeah baby i got you i'm with you But and that nigga died in action. Like it's like I can like okay cool. I'm expecting that you died in action, nigga. Salute to you. You 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 tried. The record book does not have a Harry Tubman. It's Harriet, because the black man is a coward. Do that mean I'm a coward? Yes, because if I say there's a problem and I don't deal with the problem, what do that make me? So as the stock. Oh, shit. I got to admit, that. I got to take that, right? But again, when I tell you, when you really understand the timeline of what it is, you ain't got them problems, homie. So you ain't even got to be that coward because you ain't got them kind of problems. Okay? all right man give me some comments man comment on this talk to me holla at me you know what i'm saying this is brotherly love this is conversation um you can tell by my demeanor today this is just simply about ideology conversation facts okay facts on the matter you know what i mean i love to hear from you so make sure that y'all click that notification button hit the like button all that good stuff, subscribe, okay. Make sure that you absolutely do that. You can check out my other channel, Hip Hop Astrology TV. Hip hop astrology TV. Do the same thing over there, man. Hit the notification button, like button, subscribe. Okay. Also, man, if you want to get with me, man, I'm a spiritual dude. This is why this is called spiritual politics, man. Alright. So I'm the cosmic guy. Right? I talk about planetary rotations. Okay. So I know I know all about that. Okay. So you can go to hip hop astrology TV. Go get that history, see see what I'm talking about. And if you're interested, you can hit me up on my Patreon and come on through where I am helping people best to understand some things. Cause see, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Here's the beauty about this. If we sit back and notice the science and we give a prediction about something, it can be for you personally. Just say, hey, you can win the lottery or you're gonna get a job promotion. So really put forth your best effort and then you get a job promotion, but that's personal. Now let's superimpose that on something that is more big. Let's just say, hey, based off what I study and I understand these cycles today could be a mass school shooting. And then that school shooting happens with on that day that I said it could happen on. I got plenty of those. Okay. If let's just say, you know, that was programming to try to strip people from the rights of, because I've heard this, it's a conspiracy to do crazy stuff like that, to strip people of their right to bear arms so they can institute martial law, right? You hear stuff like that. Well, that means I have a knowledge of a time of when this enemy is going to do something and he didn't tell me. Now, what that make us, you understand what I'm saying? And see, martial law is a trigger for me. I want to talk about the system. Um, Do you know that Dwight Eisenhower instituted martial law and made the National Guard go against the Little Rock police and made them desegregate their schools? Do you know that Robert Kennedy and his brother Bobby militarized the National Guard in Alabama under martial law? and sent in Henry Graham, the general, to remove racist governor George Wallace out of the college door to allow black students, Vivian Malone and James Hood, to enter the college as the last state to desegregate the United States via Martin Luther King, for sure, which is Martin Luther King was a strategist. I didn't understand it when I was younger. I thought he was trying to I thought he had a white savior complex. Yeah, I didn't understand King until I started seeing some things like, oh, whoa, oh, really? That was genius. But boy, you you took you took some licks to make that happen, though. But anyway. Martial law was used against the white Confederate ideologies. It was never used against black people to this day. So when we heard all that fancy shit, King Alfred playing and and blacks going to be in Rex 84, and we're going to FEMA camps. Niggas ain't never been to FEMA camps yet. What are you talking about? We ain't, it ain't never happened. We keep getting richer and bigger. I end with this. If the system is all like that. Why did the New York Supreme Court allow Dr. Sabi to win and say, oh, yeah, you did cure AIDS. You did cure these things. You did cure cancer. Well, not guilty, sir. We're sorry. The judge didn't get the memo? They could have said, Oh, we got him. Got him now. Gotcha. Lock up for you, buddy. Now look, you know how many people are inspired? Wanna create Dr. Sabies Documentaries and living a alkaline lifestyle? Getting into holistic herbal healing have healed themselves. If they didn't want it to get out there, then why didn't the judge get the memo? You see, see people keep thinking it's one system and it's never been, it's never been the government always had to go to the people to raise the money, which means you had to go to businesses and individuals make up businesses. You understand that? All right. So let's not tell the Confederate horror stories of of, of what they did. We need to learn how we beat that ass and the success that we got and the success that we have right now. And then men need the man to fuck up and keep beautiful women out the goddamn way. All right. I'll at y'all, man. Get at me. Peace. Hey, it's spiritual politics, man. Hey, ladies, I need y'all to slide on out the way. This that United States Colored Troop shit, where the black man joined the Union Army, came back down south, and we killed the former slave masters. That's real reparations right there. We still got work to do, but this the truth. This that spiritual, political shit.